You're listening to Brains On, but we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Great job, Isa. Taping that episode about gross things was a little... ew. Yeah, but good ew, if that's possible. Learning about grossness was surprisingly fun. Hey, while you're still here at Brains On headquarters, do you want to grab a snack in the lab or kitchen? Sure. All right, let's go. Ah! Ow! Oh. Molly, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I just tripped over Bob. Bob, why are you lying face down on the floor? Because I don't know how to have Oh, Bob, can you sit up, please? It's hard to understand when your face is smushed on the floor. I said... I'm on the floor because I don't know how to have fun anymore. All all the things that used to be fun are are boring. I'm just bored, and it stinks. I know you love filing papers into folders. Did you try that? Yeah. Counting clouds? Yes. Looking at your popsicle stick collection? Yes. All my favorite things. All boring. Wait. I have an idea. Come with me, Isa. You too, Bob. Elevator, take us to the question vault, please. Going to the question vault. The question vault? You're going to love this. Here we are. The question vault. Please browse responsibly. Thanks, elevator. Just have to put in the code, then check fingerprints, the retinal scan. This is a lot of security. The breath test. And finally, voice recognition. I'm Molly Bloom. Whoa, the Brains On Question Vault. Pretty cool, huh? Come on in. This is where we store the thousands and thousands of questions that listeners have sent to us. See, each one is stored in one of these capsules. There's hundreds of shelves. Looks like it goes on forever. All right, let's see here. I think the one I'm looking for is... Oh, yes, here it is. Now I just twist it like this. My name is Quinn from Neroy, Illinois. My question is, what makes fun fun? Wish I knew. We're going to find out. We're going to answer this question today for you and Quinn, and we're going to help you have fun again. If you say so. We say so. To the studio. You're listening to Brains On from American Public Media. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Isa Camargo from Orlando, Florida. Hi again, Isa. Hi again, Molly. And Bob. We cannot forget Bob. Hi, I'm still Bob. All right, Bob, we're going to help you have fun again. And we're going to figure out what fun is in the process. We asked our listeners for some help describing fun, and here's what they said. My name is Jahan Zeb, and I'm from Pakistan, and I think fun is building Lego. Fun is something that makes you feel happy. Fun is something that you enjoy and is sad. Spying, like jumping through a water sprinkler on a hot day. I think that fun things are fun because they are things that amuse your mind. I think that people would describe fun as in something that's exciting or they like to do it. Your heart is lifting up and you feel like you're flying in the air. Whee! 
thanks to those fun-loving listeners, Reese from Minneapolis, Charlotte from Los Angeles, Lucy from Fairfax, Virginia, Leo from Portland, Oregon, Jahan Zeb from Pakistan, and Raina from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, that was fun. Feeling inspired yet, Bob? They make it sound so simple. Don't worry, Bob. We're not done yet. We've got someone who really knows fun from the inside out. Her name is Serena Saturn. She's a neuroscientist from the University of Portland, and here she is now. Hi, Serena. Hi, Issa. Hi, Molly and Bob. Hi. Hi. So thank you so much for coming here today. We're hoping you can help us solve our friend Bob's problem. We're going to start with some questions. What happens in your brain when you're having fun? So there are different neurochemicals and brain structures devoted to different flavors of fun. So one key area recruited is, um, especially for activities that are really thrilling, is the reward system, which is generally considered to be made up of uh, dopamine pathways in the brain. And one thing about dopamine, um, because we're an ultra-social species, uh, we've evolved to get a big dopamine rush when we're helping other people, so we can actually get a lot of fun from being altruistic as well. And a lot of fun can come from social bonding as well, especially when we're doing these activities, um, such as playing a game or sharing fun experiences. And that involves oxytocin, which is released in the hypothalamus, and, and that goes to other parts of the brain and also to our body to give us those warm fuzzies when we're connecting with other people, and also with animals as well. Sometimes we get that rush of adrenaline when we are having fun activities that makes our heart rate accelerate. And serotonin is also a really interesting neurochemical involved with overall attunement and mood throughout our brain and also our guts. And it keeps warding off the blues and social withdrawal and also aggression. So serotonin is really key when we're cooperating and also just navigating life. I didn't know there are chemicals involved. Yeah, there's so many interesting chemicals in our brain and also our body that play a role in how we respond to um, all of these emotional experiences in our life. Can you kind of describe what's happening with these chemicals? Like, are they released in the brain or like how do they make us feel the things that you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So oxytocin, as an example, is released by the hypothalamus, and it goes to other parts of the brain that are involved with emotions and bonding, but it's also released into the bloodstream. And so there are targets. Um, these, these neurochemicals have what we call receptors. It's kind of a lock and key mechanism. And so some of these receptors are on our heart to either help our heart slow down and calm down or to put on the, um, the acceleration pad. Um, there are also um, areas in our spinal cord and also our guts as well. Sometimes we can go with our gut instinct because a lot of these neurochemicals have receptors and are actually synthesized in, in, in our bellies, um, allowing us to have um, a really great mind-body connection as well. So these chemicals, basically, when we have fun, they're released by our brain and make us feel good for having fun. Yeah, we have um, evolved to make these things intrinsically rewarding and so that we'll remember them and want to do them again in the future. Our brains are pretty awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Serena. This is really helpful. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Farewell. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, Bob, are you feeling like you're ready to try having some fun? I feel like maybe I'm hungry. 
Okay, well, here's something I think is fun. It's time for the mystery sound. Here it is. Any guesses? Molly, did you sneak into my room and get me snoring? Um, uh, uh, no, uh, it's a really good thought. That wasn't me no, snoring? No, it, was, it was not you snoring. I can say that for sure. It was not you snoring. Whoa. <laughs> it sounded like somebody breathing very heavily, but it also sounded like, sounded like a gorilla mm. or a monkey. Mm, very good thoughts. Bob, do you have any other guesses besides yourself snoring? Uh, maybe myself eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an excellent thought, too. And we're going to be back with the answer a little later in the show. Oh. <gasps> Gungador! It me! Funnest in land! Gungador, hi, what's up? Gungador heard Bob not have fun anymore. So Gungador wants to share mega good, super awesome fun thing to do. Oh, well, that's awfully nice of you, Gungador. Gungador is sweetheart. So what's fun, Gungador? Dancing, of course. Let hips sway. Let shoulders bounce. Let arms wave. Let body be free. Uh, I'll give it a try. Uh, Huh, this isn't so bad. Not bad, Bob. Kick. Kick. Spin twirl! I'll try. Worm! I can't do that. Spin on head! Ow! Double high kick backflip! Double ow! Oh, uh, stop the music, stop the music, that's enough. I'm sorry, Gungador. You have the athletic grace reminiscent of a young Gene Kelly, but but me? No way. I I definitely pulled a muscle, I I think. Mark that in the not fun column. Oh, well, Gungador tried. Let Gungador know if you want to try line dancing sometime. Lower risk. Bye, Gungador. It looked like you were having fun there for a while, Bob. I guess, but... I'm no monster trained to fight in an epic video game who renounces his violent past and then discovers a natural ability to dance and a passion for the arts. I'm just Bob. Well, I appreciate you trying, and Issa and I aren't done trying either. But first, we want to tell our listeners about a fun job for their imaginations. We're working on a new show. And we need your help dreaming up the skateboard of the future. What would it look like? And what would it be able to do? Send your ideas to us at brainson.org slash contact. Molly, what would your skateboard of the future be able to do? My skateboard of the future would be able to both... uh, go on water, which I guess might be a surfboard, and then also go into outer space. Ooh. Yeah. I'd want that skateboard. Yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. (laughs) Send us your ideas, listeners, at brainson.org slash contact. And while you're there, you can send us your questions, mystery sounds, and drawings, too. That's what Colby did. How do pilots communicate from different ships? 
We'll answer that question during our moment of um at the end of the show. And we'll have the latest group to be added to the Brains Honor Roll. Keep listening. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Okay, Bob, are you having fun yet? No, not yet. Well, let me try calling up my pal, Liz Bonowitz. She's a psychologist who studies how children learn. Hello, this is Liz. Hi, Liz. I'm here with my friends, Isa and Bob. Hi. Hi. So how can I help you guys today? Well, Bob is really having trouble having fun. Oh, Bob, I'm so sorry to hear that you're feeling that way. It's totally normal to feel bored sometimes, so it's okay to sometimes feel bored. So, Bob, maybe you're feeling kind of bored because whatever you're doing, um, it doesn't feel like it's challenging. What do you mean? So things can be fun for a lot of reasons. Um, They could be fun because they're new or surprising. Things can also be fun because they make us feel closer to other people. And things can also be fun when they help us imagine or pretend. So it feels good to let our mind explore new or surprising ideas and to practice skills that we might not be sure about doing in the real world. Scientists like myself actually are finding that having fun is really important for learning. Okay, just to recap, fun things are often something new or have something about them that changes. Yeah. When we do them with other people. Uh Uh-huh. And when we use our imaginations. And this is all because they give us opportunities to learn something new. Yeah. So uh, does that mean I'll never find filing fun again? I do it alone, and it's not a new thing. Of course you can find filing fun again, Bob. I think you need to think a little bit about what made it so fun in the first place and maybe try to think about new ways that you can file maybe that'll make it more interesting for you in the future. So things can be fun also because they're familiar and that can be comfortable. Um, It can be fun for us to feel like we know how to do something and to try to do something again and again. Um, It can also be fun when things are a little bit different each time, but close enough that we can kind of predict what's going to be happening. So it feels really good when we think we know what's going to happen. Well, thanks for the advice, Liz. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bob, there's some really good advice there. Have you tried tapping into your imagination? Maybe give you some new ideas about how to make filing fun again? My imagination feels all dried up. Maybe our friends the Story Pirates can help. They're full of imagination. Let's call them up. Hello, you've reached the Story Pirates. Lee speaking. Hi, Lee. This is Molly from Brains On. Molly, so good to hear from you. Honestly... It's good to hear from anyone these days, but especially you. You know, ever since we crashed our pirate ship on this deserted island in the middle of the ocean, things have just been a little slow. But enough about us. What's going on with Brains On? Well, Lee, we're hoping you can help us out. Our friend Bob has forgotten how to have fun. How can we help? Well, you know how you take stories written by kids and then turn them into songs and sketches? I do know. Well, I thought you could do that. Molly, That's a great idea. In fact, we already recorded a story and sent it to you via Seagull. Via Seagull? Yep. He should be arriving right about 
now. Whoa. Wow. Here's the tape. Yep. Seagulls are awesome. Hey, why don't you give it a listen? It's a song, and it's based on an original story by a fifth grader from Arkansas named Lily. And Lily's story is called Pizza Revenge. Pizzas, we have a problem. People are eating hot dogs instead of pizza, and those lousy hot dogs are rubbing our noses in it. We need to get our revenge with our best agents on the case. Pep? Yes? Meg? Yeah. What are you waiting for? Go! I am a slice of pepperoni pizza. Pep is a slice of pepperoni pizza. I am a slice of cheesy, cheesy pizza. Meg is a slice of cheesy, cheesy pizza. And we've got a big old problem spreading through the land. Hot dogs are too popular, which we can't stand. The pizza market's is counting on us to do this right. See you in an hour. Bet I'll be done in just a couple minutes. 20 minutes later. Uh, it's not working. It must be a wire. 30 minutes later. Yes, I got it fixed. I bet it's gonna end up great. Terrific! Now we can do the final and hardest part of this plan. Look at this video of yours. Let's pop it in here and press play. Hot dogs are yucky and pizza is yummy. Eating a hot dog will upset your tummy. Hot dogs are rotten and pizza is rocking. The things in a hot dog are really quite shocking. Did you know hot dogs are filled with rocks? Did you know hot dogs are filled with socks? Did you know hot dogs are filled with teeth? Did you know hot dogs are filled with Keith? Hey, that's funny. My name's Keith. Wait, but that means... Oh, no. is already gone viral? That's right, boss. Listen to this crowd outside! Oh, we'll never eat hot dogs again. Our video has started spreading far and wide. We share the truth of hot dogs and the stuff inside. So silo What did you guys think of that story? That was funny. I think I didn't get some of the jokes. Well, you can hear more from Story Pirates in their podcast feed. And in fact, we are on their latest episode talking about what makes jokes funny. And since we're talking about jokes, I feel like telling one right now. 
What do you call a fish with no eyes? To hear the punchline, you'll have to listen to Story Pirates. If you've already listened to Story Pirates, then you've heard the setup for a totally different joke, and you're here now to hear that punchline. So the punchline for that joke is sleeveys. Isn't that punchline making you curious about the joke that led to it? Well, if you want to hear the setup, go to Story Pirates right now, wherever you get your podcasts. You know what's even more fun than hearing a mystery sound? Hearing it again. Let's hear it one more time. Okay, guys, any new thoughts about what that might be? I still think that it's a gorilla or a type of monkey. Mm, excellent thought. I thought it might have been two popsicle sticks being rubbed together. Hmm. Maybe you're trying to start a fire with them or yeah. something? Yeah. Very good guess. Well, here is the answer. I am Jennifer Smith, and I am a professor at Mills College in Oakland, California. I study animal behavior and the social lives of non-human mammals. And you just heard the sound of two immature chimpanzees laughing and playing with each other. And their names are Flint and Sherry, and they started playing. They were chasing each other. And if you listen very carefully, you'll hear Sherry panting, which is the louder sound. And also Flint was laughing there, um, suggesting that play... um, might be fun for these chimpanzees just in the same way that humans engage in play out on a playground, for example. As a biologist, when I'm out with my binoculars and I'm watching uh, squirrels or other animals play with each other, it just looks like fun. They have these interactions. One will hop on the other and the other will come back in the other direction. And the early play that young animals are doing, that prepares them for life later on. Yes! You got it right, Isa. Two chimpanzees. Those chimps, they they sound so happy that that makes me feel worse somehow. Aww. Let's go for a walk. That will help. Let's get out of the studio for a little bit. Yeah, it's a little less claustrophobic out here in the hallway. A chance for your imagination to start percolating. Well, you guys do get some great natural light out here at this time of day, but hey, hey... You're trying to distract me, and it isn't working. I still haven't forgotten that animals can have fun, and I can't. (laughs) Well, that might be projecting some feelings onto the chimps. Yeah, you know, we can't say whether they experience fun in the exact same way humans do, but they're definitely playing and laughing, so yeah, it sounds like fun to me. Well, if everyone is having fun, even animals, maybe I don't need to. What's the point, anyway? Hey, guys, how's it going? Emily Snell-Rood. Evolutionary biologist from the University of Minnesota. I forgot you were going to be here today for your weekly dance lesson with Gunkador. You're the perfect person to help us. Can we ask you a couple questions? Sure can. What's the purpose of fun? So a lot of it has to do with exploring things and trying things out in an environment where a lot of those things, like getting shelter and getting food, are taken care of by 
other individuals for the time being. So that individual can kind of relax and have fun and explore and figure things out. And that is an important part of their development. Right. I have heard playing helps form connections between lots of different cells in the brain. Those are called neural connections. And having lots of connections is good. It helps us learn new things more easily. Since play is so important for development, that might explain why kids get recess. Huh. Why don't grown-ups get recess? Are adults less interested in fun? Later on, as you get older, you start to become more attentive and focused on specific things like building shelter or finding food, things that have more of a purpose that you need to do in order to survive. Because playing and exploring and trying out lots of different things could be costly. It, it might waste time and energy. So that tends to decrease over time uh, as we become adults and we become more boring and focused. But we're getting stuff done. We're being more efficient. We're getting our jobs done. So I can't have fun because I'm not a kid anymore? No way. Adults have fun all the time, even if we do have to spend a bit more time on the not-so-fun stuff, too. One could argue that play should be really important. Adults are not making as many neural connections as kids are, but we're still making some, and we're certainly maintaining them. <laughs> so play and exploration is going to be really important there as well. So when you're playing, you're actually doing work. You are helping your brain, but you just don't realize it? You are doing work, but it's fun. <laughs> and <laughs> because it serves this really important uh, developmental function. That's probably why it feels fun, because it's important. Emily, there you are! Gungador winning in dance studio! Oh, sorry, we don't want to keep you. Thanks so much for talking to us, and sorry for delaying your lesson, Gungador. Well, I hope that helped you out some. Goodbye. Okay, Bob, you heard Emily. Having fun is important for our brains, for kids, and grown-ups. We need to get you to have fun. Well, I'm open to your ideas. Isa, what is one of your favorite ways to have fun? Hmm. Oh, I love karaoke. Bob, have you tried karaoke before? No, I, I never have. Perfect. It's new to you. You're bonding with us. We're learning something. Let's pick a song. Harvey! Yes, Molly? We're looking for a karaoke song for Bob. Scanning karaoke database. What's Harvey? Oh, that's our new artificially intelligent voice assistant. It stands for hearing and reading virtually everything, yo. Hey, Sandin, what's up? Harvey sent an alert that it's time for karaoke. A popular karaoke song choice is Let It Be by the Beatles. Beatles? Uh, I don't like bugs. How about I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor? I'm, I'm barely surviving as it is. Hey, guys, has karaoke started yet? Harvey's trying to find a song for Bob. Katy Perry's Firework? Sounds dangerous. Uptown Funk? Oh, but I live downtown. Bob, just think of one song you like. Uh-huh. Oh. Think, Bob, think! You can do it, Bob. We'll even be your backup dancers. Did someone say dancers? Uh, oh, I have one. Great. What is it? Uh, it, it goes like this. Um... This is a song I like. Hey, guys, come sing along. Wait, I know that song. Identifying song. Found it. Yeah, uh, camera. Oh, he is fun. Wait now, I'm having fun. New things are so much fun. Hey, guys, I'm having fun. <laughs> Bob, you did it. Uh, 
Thanks for helping me find fun again. <laughs> Dance party! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bob Doopadoo. Right. I'm Bob Doopadoo. Hey, you. Isa, before we join in on the fun, let's wrap up the show. Oh, yeah. The stuff we find fun is usually something that is new or changing in some way. Allows for social bonding. And lets us use our imaginations or creativity. Our brain rewards us for playing because that play is actually hard work. It makes new connections in our brains and helps us learn. That's it for this episode of Brains On. Brains On is produced by Mark Sanchez, Sandin Dalton, and Molly Bloom. We had production help from Lauren D. and Emily Bright, and engineering help from John Miller and Bill Johnson. And Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Special thanks to Eric Ringham, Sam Chu, John Miller, Jill Ferris, the Macaulay Library at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and our friends at Story Pirates. Reminder, you can go find us in their podcast feed right now talking about why jokes are funny. Go check it out. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio production. We rely on listener support to keep making new episodes. Listeners like you. Support Brains On today at brainson.org slash donate. In addition to the warm fuzzies of supporting the show, we also have some cool thank you gifts to choose from. Thanks. Now, before we go, it's time for the moment of um... Hi, my name is Colby, and... I live in Wake Forest, North Carolina, and my question is, how do pirates communicate from different ships? Uh, Pirates talk to one another by using flags. One pirate ship would send up a flag that might say one thing, and then the other pirate ship could respond with another flag, and they could ask each other questions, and they could give warnings, they could do all that type of stuff with flags. My name is Mary Kay Burka Edwards, and I work at Mystic Seaport Museum. The flags that they used are signal flags, just like uh, you see on ships nowadays, and each of the flags has a different meaning. They are the letters of the alphabet, and then they combined the different letters of the alphabet to say something. For instance, if they wanted to say, I have sprung a leak, they would put up the letters NS, and then somebody could ask back, can you stop the leak by putting up BKF? And then they could say, leak is stopped by putting up BRN. Or they could say, cannot stop the leak by putting up BJP. It was just kind of an international code that at first was pretty informal. It was decided kind of between ships. In 1855, the British Board of Trade codified it. And from then on, it was definite so that all countries could understand the flags. And of course, what pirates might have done was they might have come up with their own codes. So if other people saw the two pirate ships talking to each other, they wouldn't know what the code was. The Jolly Roger was definitely a flag that pirate ships really used, but they might use different versions of it. We always think of the skull on top of the crossed shin bones, but other ones might just use the skull or they just might use the shin bones. They might have slightly different colors, but whatever, if you saw one of the Jolly Rogers, that would strike fear into your heart. If you were on a merchant ship and saw a ship coming close with the Jolly Roger on it, that would terrify you. We are raising a flag right now to show our amazing listeners how much we appreciate them. It's time for the Brains Honor Roll. These are the talented brainiacs who share their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, and drawings with us. Here they are. 
Mary from Las Vegas, Samuel from Roswell, Georgia, Hadley from Kingston, Ontario, Miles and Ezekiel from Chattanooga, Sydney from Boulder, Colorado, Benjamin from Mercer Island, Washington, Calvin from Hillsborough, Oregon, Catherine, Sarah, and Anna from Marshfield, Massachusetts, Elena from North Canton, Ohio, Max from Anchorage, Alaska, Sierra from Abingdon, Maryland, Lucas from Maryland, Mateo from San Antonio, Texas, Theo and May from Victoria, British Columbia, Eliza from Hobart, Australia, Rodrigo and Gonzalo from Madrid, Spain, Karina and Malini from Santa Clara, California, Daniel from England, Colin from Dallas, Charles from Atco, New Jersey, Adele from Mount Desert, Maine, Clark from Fair Oaks, California, Sebastian and Lolo from Fresno, California, Henry from Joplin, Missouri, Bryce from Eastville, California, Dulcie from Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Katerina from London, England, Elise and Matthew from Fremont, California, Quinn from Boise, Marco and Retta from Quantico, Virginia, Calvin and Henry from Medway, Massachusetts, Jackson from Eagle, Colorado, Tia from Denver, Jane from Roswell, Georgia, Miles from Rhinebeck, New York, James from Manhattan, New York, Tess and Nora from Syracuse, New York, Mark from Oklahoma City, Naomi from Santa Ana, California, Ryder and Jace from Honolulu, Jonah from Redondo Beach, California, Reham from Morocco, Jules from New York City, Ashvath from Carlsbad, California, Drew from Dana Point, California, and Maya from Maywood, New Jersey. And remember, you can send us your ideas, drawings, and high fives anytime at brainson.org slash contact. Now let's go join the dance party. I'll be there in a second. We'll be back in a few weeks with more answers to your questions. Until then, you can find us talking about what makes jokes funny in the Story Pirates podcast feed. And if you haven't heard our new debate show yet, it's called Smash Boom Best. We think you'll like that a lot, too. Okay, have fun, and thanks for listening. (laughs) 